0: I can smell the light beer and champagne all the way over here. I can smell victory. Because the Philadelphia Phillies are victors. I don't have much of a voice right now, as you can tell. Hi, I'm Paul Boyer. This is Phillies Therapy. And the 2022 Philadelphia Phillies are National League Wild Card Series winners. They get to move on and play in the National League Division Series, what used to be known as round one of the playoffs, against the Atlanta Braves, a division rivalry playoff series. Starting later this week, this ragtag bunch of jackasses has come into St. Louis I I really need to apologize again for my voice, but I'm going to power through it. This ragtag bunch of jackasses rolls into St. Louis, takes on the mysticism, takes on the rally squirrel, takes on the ghosts of 2011, whatever had remained, avenged Ryan Howard, avenged, you know, Roy Halladay to an extent like they did. They want look. It's a series win. It's a best of three. Absolutely. Whatever. They took two straight on the road in St. Louis, where everybody else's playoff hopes go to die and storybook endings only ever happen to the Cardinals. Well, not this time. No, no, no. Joining me, as always, the better half of the podcast, Mr. Matt Gelb of The Athletic, who I think is just now drying off from last night's celebration. Matt. How's it going out there?
1: Uh it's pretty good. Uh, I've I've had a little bit of time to think about it's now Sunday morning. Uh I'm still in St. Louis. I'll be here another day. I have thought uh a little bit more about like what happened last night. I my hands also I did uh my hands do smell like beer still, and that wasn't by my <laughs> choice. Uh you know, like I stay off to the side, like I try not to get like yeah. involved. I, I'll pull a guy off if I see him and I or a coach and like I want to talk to him real quick. And then, you know, let them go keep celebrating. Like, I don't want to get in the way, right? That's that's kind of like my goal. And uh, Andy Abad, one of their extra coaches, uh, God bless him, uh, you know, did something I didn't uh, really wasn't really happy about. He poured a beer all over me and my hands. I did take a shower last night when I got back at about 3 a.m. to my hotel. Mm. Um which would be 4 a.m. East Coast time. What time is it? I don't even know. Uh, my hands <laughs> do enough. for some reason still smell like beer. So I didn't even get to have a beer last night. I wanted one while I was writing, just to, you know, you see a lot of people have, you know, having fun, even if it's not, my, it's not my celebration. But as I sure. as I write a story, I kind of wanted a beer. I didn't get sure. that. That's all right. Uh, no didn't sense. get thrown out of the press box, which is something that might have happened in in. in uh, previous nights at Bush stadium, but that's okay too. Uh, Mm. the Phillies get the Braves, Paul. And I think the thing that sticks out to me the most is they, they get a, they get a game at home. You know, even if they get swept in this series, even if they go, even if they, they lose three games, that third game will be at home. And these guys, uh, this ragtag bunch of assholes as you just or jackasses, jackasses is what you said. Um, they, they're going to experience, uh, a home playoff game at citizens bank park and i i think uh that's cool for a lot of reasons it's good for the future you know whenever this run ends maybe it doesn't end i don't know that would be crazy but uh they also by winning this series in two games paul i mean they they've they've set it up quite well they sure did they'll get ranger suarez in game one zach wheeler on regular rest in game two and aaron nola actually with an extra day i think uh for game three because there'd be an off day between those games so he should have an extra day right
0: yeah thursday would be off yeah
1: that's that's not bad we still don't know a lot about the spencer strider situation um i i, I haven't heard very much
0: yeah what what's going on there you know he late in the year he was
1: throwing like last week at, uh-huh or, or earlier this week he was throwing and we're it's sunday now so i guess last week he was throwing a, a uh I don't know if he got on a mound or not. I I, I can't remember. Um, so there's some uh, gray area to that situation, and that would uh, certainly uh, affect how you how you look at this series coming up, his availability. Yep. Nevertheless, I mean, they still have Freed and Wright and Morton. Sure. Um, a lot of good pitchers it's, there. It's the Braves. Uh, they are the really Braves. good. They are very good at home. The Phillies have had their troubles there. But, you know, for the most part, they, they played the Braves – pretty well this year they did no they Uh, did people forget they
0: were they were 500 coming into the last series of the year
1: yeah and so i don't know i think uh i think it's gonna be fun i think (laughs) what stands out to me more than anything uh and we were talking about this before we got on the air is you get into this situation in the postseason and, and you just you wonder how guys will handle it. You wonder how they react. You wonder who rises and falls when the big moments come. And if you've watched this team for all these years, you've, you've gotten to know these guys, you've gotten to know their, yeah. their quirks and what they do well, what they don't do well. You feel mm-hmm. like, you you know, you, you've, you're familiar with them, but really you're not right. You get to the playoffs and, and all of a sudden these guys look like they almost look different to you. That mm. this is, that's the moment. Like, and, reputations are built in this month Yes, and man like look at Aaron Nola now do you look at Aaron Nola a little differently than you did a few weeks ago you know look at Alec Bohm now do you look at Alec Bohm a little differently than you did a few weeks ago look at Zach Eflin and Sir Anthony Dominguez uh, all these guys like you start looking at them a little different and and now you start thinking about you know the 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 ramifications of this and like the byproducts of this For a guy like Alec Boehm, you know, I don't know what he is moving forward. Like, I don't know how many more years he'll have a third base, but he certainly feels like more, a bigger piece of the puzzle than he did six months ago. Oh,
0: 300%.
1: (laughs) It's amazing. It really Um, is. And I don't know, like, you know, Aaron Nola, Unbelievable. Unbelievable what he did in the span of six days. The two biggest games of his life, he delivers six and two thirds innings scoreless in in both games. Mm-hmm. Uh, just remarkable. I mean, Rob Thompson, the manager, pressed I think the right buttons every single time. The Alvarado home run in Game One that he gave up, <laughs> I, you know, he was the right guy for that spot, and people yeah. were people were upset when when. <clears throat> I guess some people were upset when he when he pulled Nola, uh in the seventh inning uh, of game two for Alvarado again. And uh, there was there was a good reason for it. I mean, Yachty and Molina, they were daring the Cardinals to pinch it for Yadier Molina. They,
0: they sure were. Yes. And
1: they knew the Cardinals weren't going to pinch it for Yadier Molina. He was a time at the plate. He has not hit fastballs. Well, this year, he hasn't hit high velocity. Well, for a couple years now. And so you bring in your your big heater and that was Alvarado. And he got him to end that inning. Edmundo Sosa, you know, pinch ran in game one scored a big run. Comes in as, de- as a as a pinch runner that ends up at third base uh, in game two and makes a catch to end the game that Alec yep. Boehm would not have made. And how hmm. appropriate was that? Alec Boehm is the first guy who jumps all over the rail. Yep. And is the first guy to hug Sosa. Uh, it it was just it was really neat to watch the whole thing come together. And how outrageous is it, right? how you know this team was built around its offense is constructed to out hit its shortcomings uh, in the field and at the plate and then they go to st louis where you know the cardinal way is is a is a strong crisp standard of baseball and the phillies borrowed that they beat the cardinals at their own game uh three runs allowed in 18 innings strong defense bone making plays all over the place uh and timely hitting it wasn't a lot of hitting but it was timely hitting and yeah, that's the postseason. And it was a winning formula. And we get to see them try to do it again in a five game series. You know, it it is
0: so amazing what a playoff run can do for these stories, for these these players, the the legends that they can create. You know, obviously everybody remembers the winners, but you can even think now that the beefy boy 2022 Phillies are approaching a level of like the Wheeze kids. Where, you know, and you hope they, they actually finish things off, of course. But it's like, it's now a crystallized group in our minds. It's now a, a fully formed unit with this this timeline, this history, this, this feeling that they are a, a moment in time for this franchise that we're witnessing. Watching them do stuff that we've been waiting so long to see. And they're the one like these these names are gonna stick with us now. We're gonna hear people remember and talk about in Mundo Sosa on occasion, at least now for a <laughs> long time. It's just it's
1: just gonna happen. He like, enters the Ben Francisco canon, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, we're still talking about Ben Francisco. Like that, that is what happens when the playoffs come around and guys get elevated and bonus points when they win, and good things happen on top of that. Even if they had faltered in this series, even if they had fallen short somehow, whether it was two games or three games. We would have remembered this team, maybe not as frequently or as often if they had won and continued to win, because obviously. But we got to this point now because this team actually did manage to get over the hump. They did what the past five years of reasonable expectations for the playoffs could not have done. They actually made it, and now they've won a series, and now they get a chance to take on a division rival in the next round. This is a great time to be a Philadelphia Philly because now you get to be remembered. And our, our memories as, as fans of these teams, we 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 are the best guy rememberers out there. <laughs> basis. We'll recall weird names. And guess what? The Sosas of the world, the Brandon Marshes, you know, guys whose, whose stories have, have yet to be fully written, you know, regardless of what they do beyond now, they're in there. Somebody like Gene Segura, who probably would have been remembered fondly, but not really would have had so much of an impact. I get like you—you probably think if this playoff run hadn't have happened, that Segura and McCutcheon probably would have been lumped in together, and you remember them as being nice players for the Phillies who just maybe weren't quite there for the next good thing. But now, all of a sudden, Segura's got a big hit and coming through, and. Lo and behold, we we have a new cult hero at worst. It's just it's so refreshing to think about members of the Phillies as <laughs> even if they're not full-fledged heroes. Because again, this is a really ragtag group of baseball players, if you think about it. Like, this is not a glamorous team. This is like they're kind they're kind of dirty and not in the cheap shot way, but like in the in the grimy kind of way. And now, and they're the ones who are getting, you know, over the first hump. It's just, it's so nice. It's so nice to feel this again. That's really what it comes down to for me right now.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that extends to the top of the roster too, right? And Bryce Harper, we've been wondering about him for weeks, asking questions mm. about him for weeks. And he takes a swing in the second inning. That was probably the best swing he's had in weeks. Smoked uh, it. I mean, it was just a beautiful swing, and it was a hanger. I mean, a real hanger, and like, sure. you know, on a tee. But he hit it, and, and it was a majestic swing. It was, it was a huge moment for the Phillies because it was important to score early in this game to sort of just keep that momentum going, right? I mean, the way you Agreed. won game game one, you wanted to put them down again early. Now they they left a lot of runners on base. They made they it in, yeah. in in true fashion. I guess that like the jackass in them, right? Like the way <laughs> you describe them, which is perfect. I mean, it's not like they're bad guys. I'm not saying we're not saying that they're they're bad right. guys, but it's the style, right? It's, it's, style, right? it's yeah, the yeah, style. Yeah. It's the annoying, maddening style. I mean, it, it should have been way easier than it was Saturday night, of course. But the Phillies on brand, you know, left a lot of guys on base and it really squandered opportunities and, and had to have uh Dominguez and Eflin get get uh five huge outs at the very end of the game but Harper has a swing and it's like and for a moment you allow yourself to think what if this guy gets hot like what if he gets on a run what if he doesn't but what if he does like that one swing because it was his first his first pull side homer since he's returned Jason Stark has been been asking me and talking to me a lot about this for weeks now he's like you know what's going on like you know and uh it was a big swing and Harper, you know, has been going around before, you know, went around before each of these games in St. Louis and said, we're not going to lose. We're not going to lose. He's telling that to all his teammates, anyone he sees, hmm. you know, and it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a cute thing. It's nice, you know, whatever. Um, but he, he, uh, he's feeling better about himself, I think. And, uh, you know, you've always, you wondered how's he going to rise. It's the first time Bryce Harper has won. And I know it's a three game series. First time he's won a postseason series in mm-hmm. his career. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time he's played in the playoffs in five years. He, he's yep. a guy who's accomplished so much in his career, uh, but but not in October. And you you wonder how he handles these moments. And Saturday night he he had the biggest swing uh, that anyone took in the game. And so, uh, really interested to see what happens when he goes to Atlanta. It's not a place where he has necessarily had success. But uh, up and down the roster, and 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 you know we have to talk about Noah. I mean it, it is. It's funny. Uh, I won't name the reporter who came up to me. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: okay. It's not even like, I mean, it's not even like harmful or anything, but he, sure. he asked me because uh, uh, it was before game two. And he said, you know, I was reading about null, I was reading some of your stories. I was reading other people's stories from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I was confused. I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, there was all this about this like narrative about September, about you know, how, how, how he hasn't, you know, hasn't done well or pitched big spots with Phillies. It's like, you know, I look at the guy's numbers and I look at what he's done and it's like, this guy is amazing. Like what, what a pitcher. And I said, I, you know, I, I, I think he hit the dynamic. Well, I mean, he, it was, it was fair to be confused from the outside and, and it's also the criticism I think has been fair, but probably a little over the top, maybe like a little yeah. harsh, a little too critical. I mean,
0: we tend to yes, do that. We tend to he do had, that.
1: He had come up small in some of the bigger spots in his career before, um, but I I think probably you take a step back, and I'll I'll even say this: like there were writers at the final week after the clincher who were reaching out to me and they're like, you know, hey, I have an NL Cy Young vote. Um, I'm thinking about putting Aaron Nola second. Second. And I I was like at first, Whoa. and this was this came from two different people. And it, and it, and like I like it when writers will reach out to me from other markets and say, Hey, like I, I you know, give me the case for and yeah. against this guy. Yeah. You've watched him more than anyone, and I appreciate that. I'm happy to do that. Yeah, that's great. And I I started to look at it and I started to think about it, and I was like, he might be second in the NL Cy Young voting.
0: You 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 think it's actually it's more than just he an edge be, case? He
1: might be second or third. Interesting. I mean, take a step back, Paul. Well, like, I don't know if we appreciated hmm. this. He threw 205 innings this year. He he was the first pitcher since 1884 to strike out 230 yep. and walk fewer than 30. Yeah. Yeah. He took the ball every day, every fifth day. And he had a really bad defense playing behind him.
0: Well, that's true.
1: And I, I don't know. Like, I feel like we probably got too close to it. We probably didn't recognize – necessarily what was happening and down the stretch like they really and this is funny because i remember people being so angry about this coming out of the all-star break they did not start him in that first series against chicago and rob thompson like multiple times in the last five to six days has mentioned the amount of rest that they were able to get nola during the all-star break which it was Mm. it ended up being about nine days nine or ten days and then also mentioning, you know, the fact that they had every Monday off in September, they were able to get him some extra days. It's like, this is not a guy we were conscious of it. This is not a guy who's going to be tired down the stretch. And he's right. I mean, this is, this is a totally different guy and I'm sure he's tired, but he's finding different ways to, to reach a higher level. And. I always, like, in, in a postseason game, like, you're watching, like, how, what, the shutdown inning, like, I'm not a huge, like, you know, I yeah. love, like, the shutdown inning but in the postseason, it is something, I think. And Bryce, hits at home run, and like, okay, like, what does Nola do with it? And, like, mm-hmm. the first pitch, it was just, like, firm. It was, like, uh, it was uh, 93 on, on the outer edge, called strike three to start the next, or called strike one to start the next thing, and you're, like, okay. Like, and he just, he was just pounding. And mm-hmm. he had a great curveball. Um, he, he rose to the moment. He had... A bunch of strikeouts with runners on base. You know how many times have we talked about how he would just wilt in in, in pressure situations, guys on base. He'd he'd, you know make a two strike mistake. Uh, That wasn't the case this time, and the confidence you see in him and these other guys building. I don't know what it what it leads to in this Atlanta series, but I do have that feeling that it has led to something greater on the whole. uh, That these guys will take will lead this October wherever it ends. And they will take pieces of it with them, and that's kind of all you want, really, when when you haven't been in the postseason for eleven years.
0: Well, I, I think you are absolutely right in that you are coming to the realization early. Uh, I am sure we would have taken, you know, time to step back and 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 after we've licked our wounds with the the elimination, whenever it may come, if it, if it comes, I guess I can say that, um, to look back on some of these seasons and really try and and reframe them or. Think about you know whether we were, what is actually on paper lined up with what we saw, right? I think Nola is a good case for that. You know, now is maybe not the time when I would have looked back and and really taken a, a hard look at his season beyond what I already knew about it to think about him in you know an awards context. But you mentioning that just makes that you know arrive early because. What is on the page and the numbers that are on the page really
1: do stack up in his favor for that.
0: You know, Alcantara is the odds on favorite to take the the trophy and actually win it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all but, it's all like it's all, you know, sure. People arranging their Cy Young about it's all, you know, Alcantara is the winner. And like, that's, you know, so yeah,
0: and and that's fine. But like it, it, it in the larger context and framing it back in, in the playoffs here, he's one of a couple of guys who were just, you know, we were talking about some of these guys who've rewritten their, their stories or, or changed their perception, but they were, they're really kind of on unknown ground, like unsteady ground coming into the series. Nolan was one of them, I guess, because the freshness of, of some of these past <laughs> September's, you know, 2021, 2019, um, you know, the, the shortened year he was, he was all right, but um, he's one of a couple guys, you know, Alvarado had scuffled a little bit. He gives up the home run on a bad slider or whatever. He didn't strike anybody out last night. Like, fine. Eh. That's okay. You can live with that. You still got some good outs. Sir Anthony is the bigger one. Obviously we talked about him. Alec Bohm had been who knows what for how many months and now lately has put together way more consistent play. Like he's still a little bit of like a who is this guy and where did he come from? So it feels a little hard to accept all of this at face value right now, but that's okay. You just kind of ride the wave and Eflin who you also mentioned earlier transitioning from starting to relieving after an injury all he does is come out and close the series out
1: (laughs) so it's like 44 pitches in the ninth inning over two games (sighs)
0: well yeah of course you knew they weren't going to make it totally easy like it's a sweep sure but like they they brought the winning run to the plate in the ninth inning like you know they 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 managed yeah Yeah. they they managed to give us a, a bit of a scare but the all those coin flips have worked in the Phillies favor and that's another one of those things that's been missing for years. Whenever there's a chance for something to go just a little bit wrong or wrong enough to to tip the scales in, in in their disfavor, it feels like that had happened in the last few years. Like I know we're we're reaching kind of like put upon stage at this point, but that's just the way it felt. That that's the cloud that we were under. Just feeling like if it's gonna go wrong or if there's a big spot and affiliate involved, that it's just not gonna. They're not going to come all the way through. Like It's a little bit defeatist. It's a little bit Negadelfian. But it felt real. And now, oh, well, things are different. Just like that, just in the span of two games, there is more belief. There's more optimism. There's more of a feeling that this team, for all of its flaws, is a team that can hang in there. And you better not let them hang around in a game because they'll find a way to make it ugly and claw their way back in. They'll give the other team a heart attack for a change. And that's nice. That's great. And they're doing it with the brightest lights, the biggest stage, the moments that matter most to us and the things we've been starving for, for a decade. And it's actually being delivered and we don't need to wait another year. It doesn't need to be a 2006 situation where they, they just miss out. Or even a 2007 where they finally make it and get swept. This is different. It's a different era. The comparisons are there, and they'll always be there. But this is a different era now.
1: I'm excited to for everyone to have a debate about who should be starting like a crucial game four in this series.
0: Oh boy, well we get to <laughs> we get to have that again. That's great. I have no idea what my answer is. Maybe Bailey Falter. I don't know.
1: No, <laughs> not against the Braves. No, yeah. probably not.
0: But like, that's great. We get to have that discussion. We get to think about that. Well, ideally, we don't get to think about that, and they sweep. <laughs> Let's say optimistic. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, that's fantastic, man. Like, and it's with this group of players that started off the season so poorly. I just it, it it's it's remarkable how how much fun everything becomes once things start breaking your way in big spots. Yeah, it's and- wild.
1: Right. And this series, while it, it maybe didn't play out the way, you know, exactly the way we thought, but I mean, we going in and uh, in fact, the great Jason Stark had mentioned these is like, I feel like if the Phillies are to win this series, like it's a sweep, like their best path to winning the series is a sweep. And it's going to be about, you know, all on Wheeler and Nola. And it, it turns out it wasn't all on Wheeler and Nola, but but it, it a lot of it was. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, 13 scoreless innings combined uh, from the two of them. They really set the tone uh in both games. And uh you alluded to it at the beginning of the podcast, like uh the sort of the aura that they pushed back against in this series in St. Louis. I mean, you could feel it uh, you know, in the ballpark and uh that the Phillies weren't just, you know, playing a, a, the, the NL Central winners. I mean, they were they were up against a lot of other forces
0: in this series
1: and they i don't say again they didn't make it look easy but they went in there and they and they won the first two and and uh you know the guys in the middle i, I thought goldschmidt and arenado um came up real small uh in, in the biggest moments um, yeah, they did goldschmidt was was had a really bad series um but Phillies didn't hit well either. I mean, it's not no, they
0: have nine hits <laughs> in two games. You know, nine, nine And, combined. and that, you know. that
1: ninth inning, you know, the, the six-run ninth inning was was a you know like three double play balls that weren't double plays. So, <laughs> uh, but to their credit, they they took some walks. Uh, they got on base. They put the ball in the right spot. They put it in play. Uh, what do you, what are your feelings like about matching up with the Braves again? I mean, do you? Oh man. Um, look, I <laughs> I can only take
0: so much demon exercising. Like, I I I get that all of this is a rite of passage for us to get reinitiated to hopefully feeling like we're on a a real legitimate title run. I guess, and there is no path toward a potential championship, a potential. NLCS, any any of that that lies beyond this next series without a lot of antagonists coming to your door. Either you face the Dodgers, if the Mets pull it out, you have another division opponent lurking the Padres are the only ones with which there's I, I'm no I'm sorry real... I
1: can't even can't even wrap my head around the idea of Phillies Mets NLCS
0: yeah like and, and it's, it's on the table like if the Mets pull it out here tonight on Sunday then you know it's, it's, we'll get there when we get there I don't think baseball at large is ready for a series like that but anyway uh, the Braves getting back to the actual question the Braves are a good team and it they're they are a clearly better team than the Cardinals, even more than just the the win totals would suggest. Like the Braves finished eight games clear of St. Louis. St. Louis finished six games clear. Like that's fine. All of that matters a little bit less in these short series. But I think the Braves are a, a really good team. A lot of it comes down to the pitching too. They have better pitching than what the Cardinals threw at them in this series. Even if Spencer Strider can't go like that, that's the problem. I think what will be interesting to see is if the lineup can carry over the patience that you were just talking about, because yes, they only had nine hits, but they also had nine walks
1: mm-hmm.
0: in these two games. And that's going to be huge, especially if, you know, with one swing, Harper looked great. Sure. But we don't know if he's fully back. If he's among others, like hopefully you see Hoskins put together some better bats. He didn't have a great two games. But again, two games, you can leave it behind. If Harper can work his walks, maybe if Schwarber can strike out a little bit less. Like he he had two sack flies. That's great. It, it, he's always just had, Schwarber just had contact at the right time. It's been a lot of non-contact, but every time he does make contact, something seems to happen, which is awesome. Anyway, uh, it's a tough task. It's a tough task. I mean, that's before we even start talking about the lineup. Um, w- we'll have to see what happens. I feel like they would need to steal one of the first two in atlanta and yeah, yeah. it's just it it's it's a tall hill to climb you know whether they're well, facing I mean, Freed or Wright or whoever
1: right let's say it's freed against suarez and right against wheeler hmm. like even if let's say even if strider does pitch in the series um you know maybe he doesn't get in there until like game three just because they, they needed just a few more days with him yeah again i don't know that but i i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case Sure. It, yeah, I mean there's a, there's there's some demons in Atlanta. I mean, think about it. It's like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's where their season ended last year. It's where uh you know, Hobie Miller came into a game without warming up. Oh uh it's uh <laughs> it's a place that has really tormented them and you know, if the Phillies just went and beat, you know, the National League standard in the Cardinals, you know, the Braves have been the NL East standard obviously for for a long time and yes, they uh, have. I mean, it's a uh, it's a tough place to play, but uh, you know, I, I there's something to having uh a, a little bit of house money. I mean, I, I I thought a lot about like framing everything in in the context of this road trip. You know, they've been on the road for for two weeks now, um, yep. fifteen days. I think this is for the Phillies. You know, they they stumbled in when they were in Chicago, kind of found their footing in D.C. Uh, they clinched it in Houston. And I think they proved a lot to to a lot of different people here in St. Louis. And uh, what happens in Atlanta? I don't know. Um, but, but I think it's gravy. Remember, Paul, we were having these conversations mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, what will constitute a successful Phillies season. Yep. And uh, I think we've, we've, uh, we've reached that barrier. Have we not?
0: I, I absolutely agree with you. And again, it's not negative to think that way because they are still very much in it and could very much keep going. It is totally okay to be satisfied with what has happened so far because it is exactly like you said, I think farther than we expected this team to go at certain points during this year. You know, it hell, it was two weeks ago. We were we were unsure they were going to clinch a spot at all. <laughs> at least it's some part of our brains, like the math always looked pretty good, but they they made you wonder. And now, the same
1: team that uh, couldn't solve Javier Assad, or uh, you know, <laughs> oh my God, win a game against the Cubs this season. But, and uh, see, is, like,
0: and that's another great thing. That's another great thing. Not only do you get to remember more about the the Phillies players who are doing this, you get to forget Javier Assad because, like, there are there are these random Marlins pitchers that just stick in your head from their struggles. Random Washington Nationals pitchers who had just bedeviled the Phillies for God knows what reason, who just stuck in different corners of my brain. I had totally forgotten about Javier Assad, and I'm sure I will again, because now they've moved past that. You know, in another, in a different year, in a past year, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a name that probably sticks closer to the front of my mind. But yeah, you're right. It, it is. It's house money. It's gravy. It feels so good right now to be on the winning end of a series to have an off day while other series continue on today and to get to just really have that extra time to prep. Not only do the players get to prep, we out here get to prep and steal ourselves for (laughs) a division rivalry playoff series, um, which will be, which should be fantastic. I've, I've thought the last two years that the Phillies and Braves could really have some fireworks in the playoff series. And I say this now, uh, I am very glad we get to, to have that opportunity to show that off.
1: I have to do laundry. Oh, do you <laughs> <laughs> again? I had never did it. I never did it. I never had oh. a chance. It's, it, it's like, I you know, apparently it's like the, the hardest thing to do here in St. Louis and no, the hotel doesn't have it. They don't have those laundry services. Don't, There's a laundromat that's like 20 minutes away and uh, I might be walking over there today with a bag on my shoulder. So if anyone sees me in the central West end uh, of St. Louis this afternoon, uh, just honk.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm missing that. Well, (laughs) consider me honking. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap it up there. Uh, We'll be back with you uh, later this week, probably for for a slightly more in-depth series preview or maybe just to recap game one, whatever comes first. Um, The Phillies now have a couple of days to prep for the next series because they're playing in the the division series. I I can still, I I can't believe this team is advanced, but they have, they're winning. Things are going well. Hopefully they keep going well and we'll get back at you uh, in a couple of days. For the Athletics, Matt Galve, I am Paul Boyer. I hope to have more of my voice with you next time. (laughs) We'll see you then.